This episode of the Series A podcast is brought to you by the Blockchain Founders Fund. The Blockchain Founders Fund is a global entrepreneurship and investment fund that focuses on adding value to emerging technology and blockchain projects with real-world applications. The Blockchain Founders Fund supports seasoned and first-time entrepreneurs across the key business function with a hands-on intensive go-to-market venture program. Our second sponsor is SGI Partners based in New York City. SGI Partners is a private investment firm that pursues compelling investment opportunities in middle market businesses. SGI has a flexible mandate to invest across the capital structure in control-oriented investments, ranging from strategic financing to buyouts, allowing us to implement innovative investment strategies that preserve invested capital and mitigate risk while driving growth and creating value. As an, inv- as an advisor to SGI partners, I help identify investment targets in my geographical area. Now on to this fantastic new episode. Angel Puente Reyes from Riga, Latvia and uh, his team are uh, here in the Series A podcast for the second time. Uh, Angel is director at Golden Sparrow Energy Consulting, uh, but today uh, they are presenting a new startup which has to do with uh, organic ag- agriculture development enabled by um, uh, blockchain technology and uh, not only remote monitoring, drones, uh, digital mapping and all these exciting uh, things. So uh, Angel and Esteban, welcome to Series A. How are you doing? this uh, morning, afternoon, whatever it is for you. Really good, George. Thank you for having us. Um, Okay, this is Angel. Uh, For starters, uh, the company, the startup company's name is Golden Sparrow Technology and Blockchain Development Latvia. So we are um, a startup company based in Riga. Uh, We, the uh, forefounders, we are originally from Ecuador but we were invited by the uh, Latvian uh, development agency, uh, LIA, uh, for the startup ecosystem here in, in, in Riga. And now we are part of this uh, ecosystem. So we were invited in Q2 in 2021, and we're pretty much six months of, of uh, incorporation of our company and dealing with uh, the, re- the registration permits and so on. Uh, a little bit so of a background of the project. Is this yes. uh, like a, like a startup incubator or something in Latvia? Yeah, it's a it's a um, it's a it's a organization from the government that is encouraging uh, foreign entrepreneurs to join uh, Latvia's startup ecosystem and incorporate like startup companies in the region. Uh, just yeah, they're, they're doing an amazing job actually promoting the country and, and giving us uh, tools to get the most benefit from from this experience. Okay, very nice. So, so please continue. Yeah, the, as 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 part of the introduction, and the idea to start this project was based on the, how with technology we can actually uh, improve uh, agriculture and and mostly small farmers and middle farmers which um, are the most uh, difficult uh, somehow to, 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 to uh, invest or develop certain kind of technology on, on their process. So here uh, we put forward what we called a TFSC, Technified Food Supply Chain. And basically it's tra- uh, 
we are aiming to merge two um, proven technologies, which is um, precision agriculture and blockchain technology. Precision agriculture, as, as, as you just explained, it's a imaging processing from satellite images or UAVs uh, to get more information on the crops and, and get a better process. Uh, also, that has an impact on cost efficiency. And, and the secondary source is uh, blockchain technology as a use of, of an Oracle live stream events, which give you like a fingerprint of a product. So, for example, if you go to a supermarket and you have an avocado and it says it's from Mexico, Jalisco, it might be the case, but it might not be from Mexico, Jalisco. So somehow giving up this transparency gives an added value to the product, but also helping small farmers to get better process um, in, in, in their management. Uh, the, the whole point is give them some access or, or some fair trade. <laughs> Uh, to develop green crops uh, as, as as an idea, so that's that that was that was the intention. Uh, without further ado, I, I I do the business development. I'm a lawyer my, myself. I'm not a, a technical uh, person. Uh, the rest of the team they are, so they will introduce themselves. So myself, I'm I'm in charge of business development. I have a negotiation and law background, uh, law, investment, private equity, venture capital before. And that's why I'm, I'm in charge of the business development uh, part of the project. So, um, Esteban, if you go on, please. So, uh, oh, before, thank before we go to Stefan, uh, I just have like a couple of questions. And I, I think, sure. uh, Stefan, you have some background noise, uh, so, but it's okay. Um, so, uh, using blockchain to uh, track where the crops are. Uh, this is like a uh, new technology, but it already exists. So uh, are you guys uh, partnering with some uh, outside service to use this uh, technology and incorporate it in your startup? Yeah, as you mentioned, this is uh, already a proven case. Uh, it's basically using blockchain as a, as a, as a way to uh, implement tra traceability. So we will be um, uh, finishing our, our uh, internal tests for, for our prototyping soon. And uh, there, for, for, for sure, certain inside development we, we, uh, we will make by, by our company, which is our proprietary uh, development, but uh, for sure also we, we, we need as well uh, external collaborations and, and those names will be disclosed eventually. Yeah, for sure. Okay, uh, so let's go to Esteban. Uh, Esteban, if you can introduce yourself and... Mm. Yeah, sure, and George, th thank you very much for having us and for the invitation. Sorry for the background noise now. I... I think that is it's a bit <laughs> complicated uh, yeah, to nice. reduce it. Uh, so, uh, well, basically, I, I am uh, also from, from Ecuador. And actually, we have been working on this initiative for six years. We started from the design of the UAVs. And actually, uh, from there is where it comes all this idea of, of processing data and what to do with this data. Actually, you have a bunch of information in many sectors in many economical sectors we go to insurance we go to ecosystems uh, management you go to disaster management and the best possible way to share this information in a trusted uh, 
or, or a trusted mechanism and with immutability comes from blockchain. So as Angel mentioned, we blended both technologies. Actually, my background is from aerospace engineer. Uh, I, I got my PhD in, in the UK and been working there for, for quite some time helped me to understand the possibility of implementing technology to improve uh, current practices. And when I came back to Ecuador, now uh, I am an academic and also uh, have companies related with uh, technifying monitoring in agriculture, we saw that the technology can give a hand to small countries like Ecuador or many others that don't have the opportunity of uh, of receiving support by the government because logically government has many other uh, aspects to to worry about uh, we are not the developed country so usually um, farmers uh, are living by themselves and what is happening now I, I would like to put the panorama what is happening in the agriculture in ecuador is that the big companies are taking a lot of land and are taking most of the crops for for themselves and that is not bad if if you can somehow control the participation of big farmers and small farmers, the problem is that the small farmers cannot compete and their quality of products are bad. The productivity cannot compete with the others. So when you put that into perspective, what you get is that it's a very unfair business where logically big farmers can, can trade with good conditions, can open new markets, can go to Europe, and comply with their legislations or to um, to United States for their uh, legislations. But for the small farmers, it's very complicated to try to compete with them. So uh, that increases the, the the gap between rich and poor. And here in Ecuador, we have a, a little problem with, with that because we have what is called the urban migration. So people from, from the rural sector comes to the cities and they don't have the enough education. They don't have the possibilities to to get a, a good job position. So you you have these social problems that I think they they are quite similar in many places of the world. So with our solution, what we give is um, a way to make uh, make agriculture uh, fair. So that's why we we have mentioned that this technified food supply chain framework uh, offers two 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 main things. One is fair trading. And the second thing is organic food. So fair trading because uh, you have a direct link between consumers and producers. And on the other pillar, the, um, the organic food comes from the fact that if you incorporate technology and, and I've been working here three, four years on, on, on managing sectors, actually we got a recognition by the MIT Tech Review for for a platform we developed ourselves, it was about managing and controlling uh, through image, images how a process can be more efficient. So if you incorporate that to, or you extrapolate that to agriculture, what you get is that you increase the productivity uh, for, for farmers. And also you can control uh, pesticide use, you can control plagues and so on. So what you can get is organic food and with very low operative costs, which is the main problem here in Ecuador and why many farmers don't want to go for the organic uh, organic food. And that is also important because as you as you know, nowadays the, the trend is try to get organic food because we don't know what we have in, in our tables. Actually, uh, some of the farmers that we have visited during this 
this startup and well, more, I, I wouldn't say just a startup, but it's a long project, as I mentioned, like six years working on this, is that when you go to the farmers and you ask them um, why you don't consume your own food, they say, well, I don't consume the, this food because I put too many pesticides. So if you go to the cities and you imagine that even they themselves don't eat their food, uh, you, you have to think yourself what is happening with agriculture, not just in Ecuador, because this is the reality in many places of the world. So uh, we are trying to give uh, a solution to this problem and, and with technology, we think we can do, the, do that. Thank you. So um, how does your technology, what, what does it do actually? Well, basically uh, with the precision agriculture, uh, you, you gather data. Uh, the data gives you a lot of uh, information about indexes, for instance, water stress, Chlorophyll index gives you the information about the health of the of the food, and this is not new technology. This has been implemented in the last 20 years in most of the developed countries. You you have uh, precision agriculture implemented, so you can control the the production and you can increase the production during the cycles. Because in agriculture, the problem is that you don't have a cycle a periodical production during the year. But if you increase, for instance, uh, you put or you include the use of, of external light, you can change sometimes the periodicity between uh, farming uh, periods. And in that way, you also can control the prices in the external market. And in that way, you can also uh, enhance the, um, the economical benefits for farmers because what is happening in most of crops uh, in, in places where you don't have the technology is that you have high season uh, periods and low season periods where you have a lot of uh, offer but low demand so in, in that way you can control uh, in let's say in, in better way these these the, these prices and um, by doing so um, and you can also offer better prices to farmers on the other side also the other benefit you have is that with blockchain you reduce intermediaries and you reduce the problems like corruption that uh, in many places happens that you have an intermediary and another intermediary and many intermediaries, which, is, which are taking a bunch of, of all these process for exportation of, of food, for instance. Actually, one of our uh, startups here in Ecuador is about exports and we know about the logistics and, and the, com the complexity of these logistics when, when, you took it, when you take some products abroad. So from these two, these two contributions, we can improve and, and we can enhance this um, uh, fair trading, let, let's say, scheme. Of course, that this is a long-term vision because you need also some regulations to take into account blockchain for exports uh, abroad and so on. But uh, I, I think that internally can, can operate and until we can get a legislation that also can, can offer us uh, a benefit. Uh, for for exports and for different countries and so on. Um, so your startup, you are uh, working on building an MVP at this uh, stage. Excuse me. Are you working on building an MVP, uh, uh, minimum viable product? What what exactly is your product or service? No. Is, yes. Is it the, an the, app? That's... Yeah, that's, that's the most important. The thing is, it, uh, just as, as a follow-up uh, question from, 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 from your previous uh, intervention also, and Steven's answer, um, 
there is uh, our intention is to build up a prototype here that could be scalable in the region. So, so the, the reason for this and, and why uh, the, the previous past use case in Ecuador that Esteban just explained to you with, with Cavound for food, which is the first uh, use case of precision agriculture in, in, in Ecuador, it's important for, for, for the Latvian region here where, where we are trying to develop a project is because the reality from small amino farmers is not very different from back home. Uh, here, like uh, according to last year's report, 65% um, uh, of the market share are small amino farmers. So those small uh, amino farmers, as Esteban as uh, explained it, uh, are, have been uh, somehow kicked out of by, by larger corporations. And here in Europe, it's, uh, it's even complex because uh, they are, uh, for example, in, in the Apple business, we, we have concluded uh, a corporation agreement with, a, with a, an, a Latvian association of, of Apple producers. And the problems they have, for example, is uh, for the past five years, the agriculture season is getting shorter. So you, you will say no, because of global warming, it should be the other way around. It's not. So basically, uh, what, what happens is like they're competing against other countries in the region. And for example, the, the, the uh, Belgian companies, Finland companies, German companies, uh, even having capital in, in Finland companies, having capital in, 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 in Poland, for example, and this Polish apples come, come, come here and, and they're like much cheaper than, than the local products. In some point in time, those uh, small farmers will lose market share and, and you will lose a sector of the economy in the long run. So uh, we, we, we don't want to monetize our, project, our product from the small uh, user. So uh, because, you know, as modern farmers, they have everything, they have already uh, a, a very difficult time. So we, uh, our project in that sense, it, ha it has somehow some social vision in the sense that we um, are intended we look forward to have, for example, European Union funds at the beginning, so we can present this solution and even even license it uh, for for the region or, or, or different markets to give this kind of uh, response and 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 service where when they are absolutely needed. Okay, so let's take uh, an example of a use case that uh, you would uh, um, provide your service to. Like, uh, first of all, would it be in uh, Ecuador or in uh, Latvia? Yeah, for the precision agriculture, uh, yeah, the, 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 the Ecuador case, it's, uh, we, we have been working on, on dragon fruits. I don't know if you're familiar with this fruit. Is that the yellow, uh, the, the yellow one, it's, it's, a, it's a very tropical fruit. It's very yes, interesting. Yes. Is, that so, very, uh, is that very popular in Ecuador? It is. It is actually. We're the main uh, one of the uh, like largest exporters in, in the region, and I believe in and, and the specific region we're working with. We're, we have a, a conducted an, an MOU with local farmers to help them uh, with better practices in that in that sense. So that's our our pilot, our our, uh, our use case, if if that, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so uh, uh, tell us a little bit uh, details. Uh, how big is the dragon fruit plant and um, how many plants does a small producer usually have? 
and and the the problem is that it has to be organic uh, certified, uh, right? Indeed, yeah. indeed. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, we we are talking about hectares of, of dragon fruit. Actually, uh, why we pick this specific crop is because, uh, well, it's taking a lot of relevance worldwide because uh, the endemic one comes from from this region and is the yellow one, not not the red, and also has a very good properties for, for stomach and, and, and digestive system. So many people in Asia is demanding this product and it's a, a growing crop in Ecuador, uh, like cacao in, in the old days. So basically this, this crop, we, it is, is uh, the, the land used for this crop is, is increasing exponentially, I would say. And, and at the moment, the pilot case we, we, are, we are working on is about 10 to 60 hectares. Uh, each hectare uh, is producing, um, I don't have um, by heart the number, but we are talking about uh, tons of, of, of dragon fruit that are producing the, the small farmers. And they are, nowadays they are not exporting all the small farmers because many countries have closed their doors to their fruit because they are not complying with the legislation we, we said. So um, we have been working these last two years on, on enhancing their practices. The problem is that organic, the organic one, we, we have few hectares, actually only one of our, uh, of our farmers who is collaborating with us has the certifications we need to export it. The other ones don't have. So the idea is to try to implement the, 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 well, the, the technology that we have in the, in the place where organic fruit is producing to the other farmers. Of course, that is not, just a matter of implementing technology, but it's also a, a problem of, of changing the education of the people, because many people don't believe on, 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 on the positive aspects of, of, of technology. So that uh, has taken some, some time. And well, but we, we are getting very, very good results, but uh, we need also the collaboration with academic and with academia. So we give some courses, short courses on workshops to the farmers so to, to show them that if, if they uh, contribute part of their, their land to the organic production in the long term, well, even in the mid term, I would say, they will get uh, certain economical benefits that are, let's say, the main objective that they, they are searching for as small farmers. In order to collect the data that you need for, uh for your startup uh, are you using uh, drones or digital mapping um, and how do you implement uh, all these uh, different technologies into what uh, in, into your product yeah well actually what we are using at the moment, at drones, um, as I mentioned, I, I am aerospace engineer. So actually, we, we designed, we tailored our own drones for um, long endurance. We are using electrical UAVs mainly and fixed wing electrical UAVs because they have very long uh, autonomy. And for the land, what we are monitoring, um, we are operating quite well with low operating costs. Um, the information we gathered, then we are collecting to a platform, a website platform. Uh, we did this uh, for wetland management. Wetlands are kind of like a sponge uh, that um, um, 
let's say store water and uh, enable the water cycle uh, uh, production. So they are very important for water management. And the same, the same scheme we are applying for, for agriculture. So once you have the drone uh, gathering the information, this information goes to the website platform and you have like a um, thematic map where you can get all these different indexes and you can, you, you can verify that everything is going well with, with, your, with your crops. Um, the, the aspect here to, to take into account is that um, the methodology or the, or the framework you incorporate, it, we call it multi-agent approach because we, we don't use only drones. Also, when it's possible, you, we use satellites or even in, in situ visits, if it's cheaper, let's say. Uh, in situ uh, recollection or collection of data. And the benefit of having this multi-agent framework is that um, it suits many different types of crops. For instance, if you have this uh, green, uh, greenhouse and you cannot fly with drones, uh, maybe you can use a quadcopter, but not a, not a fixed wing. So we are using these different agents to, to gather the information that is the, the main aim of this so uh, in terms of using satellite data, um, how how do you how do you do that? Do you like uh, rent uh, some time in the satellite? And what kind of data are you looking for? Are you looking for uh, rainfall? Are you looking for uh, exposure of sun during the day? Temperatures? What kind of data do you collect mm, well satellites are, are really um i, I would say a, a very important tool for monitoring and, and i think that is maybe the future but, but the problem for satellites is that uh, you don't have the resolution you need for many applications so the resolution sometimes is is not good enough to certain analysis especially when you have small small crops to, to monitor. We are talking about maybe one hectare, two hectares, and you need a specific place to know, for instance, what is the, the water stress in, in certain plant. You, you, can, you, you cannot do that with, uh, with satellites. So there comes the, the UAB or Tomosite. Um, however, satellite is good for coverage. So when you have a very long, uh, long land, uh, long area to, to monitor, what we do is try to hybridize using a artificial intelligence. So we take the best of both worlds. You, we take the good resolution of UAVs and the good coverage of satellites and blending both, you can get a medium resolution imagery that um, can give you some insight about what is happening. Now, satellites give you a lot of information. Actually, the ones that we are using are the free ones because the Ecuador don't, don't have, uh, doesn't have their own satellites. So we, we use the free satellites uh, that are around the globe and they give us some information about our crops. Um, the information that they give us, uh, they come in the different um, spectral wave, uh, spectral wavelengths. So we can pick uh, different, um, let's say different uh, wavelengths where we can calculate different indexes. One of the most known indexes is for instance, the NDVI, which is uh, for vegetation index. So that gives you an idea of how, how healthy is your crop. Uh, there are others like NDWI, that is the, the amount of water that you, you have. 
So satellite can give you a lot of energy, a lot of information, sorry. But the problem is the resolution of this information. So the, how, about, uh, the, the, how about the timestamp? So you get uh, free data from the free uh, satellite services, but how, when is the data from? Is it uh, from yesterday? Is it from the previous hour? Or is it from the previous year? Very good question, George. <laughs> Actually, that is one of the main problems we have uh, because we don't we don't have our own satellite uh, satellite system. So, actually, we have to wait. Uh, usually, the periodicity we are talking about maybe twice per month, and also the some of the problems we have with uh, visual imagery imagery that is called we are not using the radar that is also possible is that you need uh, no clouds. And that's a main problem because if you have a cloudy season and you took the pictures, you have to put a lot of effort on processing those images. And most of the cases, they are not useful. Angel, in terms of the uh, roadmap in the startup um, and the business, uh, of course, uh, requirements, uh, what what are you looking for? Uh, what, what are you looking for? Uh, from an investor and uh, yes. when will you have your product ready and uh, who will be your first uh, clients and uh, if you could tell us a little bit about this uh, requirements at least from the knowledge uh, perspective uh, comes back to more than six years years with with esteban and his team experience uh, from from our startup uh, perspective and an association of farmers so we, we will be deploying uh, our, our prototyping uh, under apples uh, as a test uh, way to to raise capital for for sure but um currently uh, we bootstrap all the project from 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 the very beginning with our self-funding uh, and we have just uh, on board our first angel investor um last week actually to uh, have the, the, the initial um, investment money we needed to uh, conclude the, the cost of goods sold uh, for the prototyping. So once we uh, are developed on, on, on the prototyping that we hopefully we will be securing this within um, Q3 or Q4, and we will be uh, raising our first CA uh, on, on, on capital. Hopefully that's, that's the case. And this... Uh sort of incubator you are in uh, Latvia, uh, what, what kind of guidance do they give you? And uh, uh, with respect to also finding uh, investments or European yeah. uh, programs? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we're trying to, to get like, as, as Stefan said, like we, we're trying to get like the, the most multidisciplinary uh, spectrum we, we, we can. Uh, we have like consulting company in Ecuador, as I said, like uh, for uh, it's called Cavound that do the designing. Caval for food is the first case use case for uh, precision agriculture, and we're trying to secure these local farmers as well. And the idea is to um, have a cooperation agreement also with with or a research project with one of the universities here locally. So the the the, the middle term goal will be to apply to a, to a European Union fund. And so we don't put the burden on the product, on the final user. So that, that, that will be ideal. Uh, but also, which is very, very important to, to understand uh, in, the, in the local views, 
the the LIA, which is the development agency, an investment agency from Latvia, they have some vouchers uh, for uh, startups. So starting from 5,000 euro to 25,000 euro with some uh, cash packs uh, in, in favor of, of, of startups and entrepreneurs, we could um, apply for, for, for one, of, one of those tailor-made solutions. So we will be doing that, that uh, hopefully um, soon. Uh, actually, we will be uh, applying to one of the, the in, uh, innovation vouchers uh, this year. Uh, and afterwards, of course, we will be uh, looking for more uh, venture capital or, or uh, institutional investors to, to try to raise the first uh, Series A of capital and, and, and see from there. Mm -hmm. And in terms of the blockchain application, are you going to uh, each, uh, build a, a token for, for this uh, project? We haven't. We haven't figured out that, that, that yet. The thing is, uh, we want to have uh, okay. We want to have an ecosystem that will be uh, secure for, for sure, uh, and also we, it will be cost effective. So we will be looking at, at, at one of the uh, maybe uh, a layer two solution or or, or something like this. Uh, we haven't come up with a with a, with a token. We don't we don't. Um, we haven't figured that out in our, in our, in our roadmap. I think we, we will be having a more traditional business uh, corporate like oriented vehicle and blockchain will be just uh, a way to uh, store information and manage uh, all the Oracle uh, live stream events of, 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 the, of the chain of value and the proof of, of, of origin of, a, of the product as opposed as, uh, as a cryptocurrency or token uh, tokenomic uh, model. Um, but yeah, that, I mean, that, that's not exclusive, but maybe tomorrow that might, might change, but that's not our priority so far. In terms of uh, customers, is your service going to be cheaper than going to a government agency to certify the organic products? What will be the incentive of the small producers uh, to use it? I, I think you have two things. One is the the, 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 the proof of labeling or proof of origin, which is, which is an added value to the final product. And that gives you somehow a um, uh, competitiveness uh, uh, or added value uh, among, among producers. And the other option will be, um, of course, if you manage to get information beforehand, you can predict a certain um, climate events, certain water stress events, as, as Esteban explained it, like uh, healthy uh, on, on, on the land that will give uh, and will have for sure some economic impact on, on your production. Uh, and it, that makes you uh, more uh, profitable in the sense that a small amount of farmers will have a, a more fair trade uh, um, comparing to, 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 to other, chain, other cases. It, the, it, which makes so much interest about this is not we're not just looking for green crop like green crops exclusively, but also producers that they might uh, rely heavily on on on, on chemicals and, and pesticides. And with this kind of technology, they they could um, resort to something else instead of uh, uh, this this uh, traditional practices. That those are mostly economically uh, justified, and and that's that's the problem. You mentioned two kinds of fruit, uh, apples and dragon fruit. Uh, are you going also to use veg vegetables and uh, 
everything in uh, the agricultural world. Yeah, that, that's what it makes this so interesting is uh, you could scale it up with, with, with different uh, features and different analysis, of course. So we wanted to have like some uh, baseline case studies uh, and, and work hard on those metrics uh, at the beginning so we can go further to, to other um, elements or products. I don't know, Stephen, what, 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 what's your thought on this? Yeah, sure. Uh, as 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 you as Angel mentioned, um, and the the good, I would say the the good aspect that this technology gives us is that it can be extrapolable and scalable in an easy way. Actually, once you have the algorithms developed, you can use any. Okay. So. Uh, you were saying about the scalability. Um, it is a very interesting project. I, uh, it was very nice learning about it. Uh, we wish you uh, all the best in, uh, in, in this uh, progress and uh, make uh, all vegetables healthy for everybody. Uh, it has been a pleasure to see Thank you. Thank you so much, again. George, for having us. Let's speak again. Good luck. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure for Cheers. us. Bye-bye. Thank you. <laughs>